0: Hello, and welcome to season six of the sacred remembering podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who we are. I'm your host, Sarah poet. Women are healing from outdated paradigms and we're rising, but we're not doing it by fighting or further depleting ourselves anymore. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that truth. Here, we remember our sovereignty together through stories, tools curiosity and community. In doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. Visit sarahpoet.com today to join the sacred remembering women's community. I also have many resources for you on your journey to reunite feminine and masculine, including private alchemical space holding for both individuals and couples. Schedule a consultation today at sarahpoet.com, and I look forward to hearing from you. Now, let's begin. Hello, and welcome to the sacred remembering podcast episode 138. I'm Sarah poet. It is a pleasure to be here with you today. And what you just heard was the voice and music of today's guest, Deanna Rose, who I will introduce in a moment in our main interview clip and read her bio there, um, such a delightful conversation today on sound healing and more i would say um, i see a trend in the collective where sound healing is becoming more um, prevalent respected noticed. Thank goodness. And we're going to talk about all of the benefits of sound healing today. And also I see a correlation happening between sound healing and crystal bowls and women and women's voices. And I really love and appreciate the story that Deanna Rose shares around coming more into her own voice empowerment um, and even being the channel of the divine. I don't know if she uses those words, but I'm going to say a channel of the divine in the sound currents that she's moving as you just heard in this clip And, um, you know, that's happening through the tandem relationship with the singing bowls and, um, sound healing itself. It's like activating women's voices. So that is super yummy and juicy. We talk about all of that and more in this episode coming up. I just wanted to share and remind you that the structure and flow cohort that is upcoming is... Um, on, actually it's not on sale yet at the time that I'm recording this, but the wait list is open at sarahpoet.com. So go to sarahpoet.com, go to annual groups and structure and flow. And this year I'm very excited to announce that structure and flow is going to be held as a group coaching program offering. I don't love the word program. I'd rather the word offering. Um, so I have, I have done structure and flow multiple ways, even giving it to you as an available digital course that you can do totally on your own. However, my favorite way of offering structure and flow, which is a 90 day system. Okay. For optimizing your time, energy, life force, all your women's resources, if you will. Um, my favorite way to do that is through live Weekly group coaching sessions. And I don't know about you, but I am feeling like I would rather learn in community right now. I would rather experience group alchemy right now. I I experience plenty of solo, you know, soul work therapy alchemy all of that and it's super important to do those things solo and then so much magic happens when we come together in community so i am just super excited last year we we did an abbreviated version of this where we had the 90 day but we only did four community calls and we were all craving more we just wanted more because there's so many layers to structure and flow okay so here's what it is real quickly you think that you're doing a planner. It's a planner system. There are these daily sheets. There's a weekly process and a daily process. Okay. I say seven minutes in the morning, seven minutes at night and 30 minutes on Sunday. You can expand that if you want to, but that is enough for this to be effective. So just by doing the daily sheet there is so much alchemy that happens. It's pretty crazy. I wish that I could say that I came up with this all by myself, but it was really the divine. <laughs> it was really the sacred leading me. And then, so there, there's different components of these daily sheets and of the weekly process. And when you do them, you get insights into, you know, your boundaries, how you're giving your energy away, how you're experiencing depletion and why, like it allows you to pinpoint the exact area that needs a little change, a little tweak. And then you do that for the following week. And then you get more information and you get to make these changes. And the, the changes over the course of 90 days are quite profound. So as we're doing this at, as a group, it also allows us to do like a, a live teaching component and then sharing out our experiences. So for example, you're going to see differences in your relationships, um, with men with work. Um, you are going to be more empowered in those relationships. I would say in the voice, Um, I will be teaching about boundaries. I will be teaching about boundaries as clarity, which is my favorite way to talk about boundaries, not as defense, but as clarity. Um, yeah, I could go on and on. You can tell that I love it. So I'm excited to open it up. There are more benefits than that, but you can go to sarapoet.com and read all about it and read the testimonials. I love this. I've used it at least four times. It meets you where you are every time. And there's always like an advancement. You could call it an up level if you'd like. So it does also balance um, feminine and masculine energetics inside of each woman. Yay. So we are, what was I going to say? We open the doors around Thanksgiving and we begin in January There's a little bit of a lapse there because there's an actual physical workbook that will be mailed to you. So it's a new year's program offering, but we, we start talking about it now to prepare for new year's. So I will see you hopefully in that container. And I'm happy to answer any questions that you have about that. You can set up a consult with me about that or anything else at sarahpoet.com you've heard it now. All right. So now we are going to begin this episode with the lovely, the beautiful Deanna Rose. Thanks for being here. Hello, Deanna Rose. Welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast.
1: Hello. Thank you for having
0: me. Yeah. So thank you for coming back. You've actually been here. You uh, So Deanna Rose was a guest at the round table for um, the Sovereign Womb live event that we did. And then it became an episode and it's episode 132. So you j- dropped your wisdom there and um, sang a little channeling for us at the end of that. And you're back. Thank you for coming back. Thank you. Yeah, we're going to do a, a full episode on sound healing and voice and a little bit of herbalism here, but let me read your bio for everyone. Deanna Rose was born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee, where she took singing lessons on the world-renowned music row. Deanna now lives in the mountains of North Carolina. Deanna is a graduate of Warren Wilson College, where she earned a BA in Gender and Women's Studies, a minor in Anthropology and Sociology, and studied herbalism. Deanna Rose is currently a professional teacher, singer, community organizer, and holistic herbalist, certified by the Blue Ridge School of Herbal Medicine. Through song, nature, and ceremony, Deanna Rose aims to bring community together. She enjoys performing sound healing leading song circles and fostering connection for everyone, including LGBTQ, BIPOC, all ages, all genders. For more information, find her at DeAnnaRose.org. Welcome. So I'm, I just wanna hear a little bit more about this upbringing in, um, in this musical center. Of the earth, and where I when I read that, I thought, you know, well, isn't it interesting how the soul chooses like where to land on the earth (laughs) and where to sprout? And so, um, so you were surrounded by music your whole life, it sounds like. And then, um, what brought you to wanting to express in this way?
1: Yeah, so I, um, I, so I grew up, yes, I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee, and my mom was a singer as well, and she actually moved to Nashville with her band, and so she mm-hmm. performed for many years in her 30s, and then also kind of worked in the industry, the film industry, um, and, and so like when I was growing up, she would sing with me and kind of sing different songs, but she stopped performing once I was born, but that kind of inspired me to um just keep singing and then I started taking you know jazz singing classes and folk singing classes and was in a gospel choir in high school all through high school and so I did a lot of gospel and I have um kind of a lineage of gospel singers on my mom's side and and so anyways I've I was for the most part mostly part of choirs like throughout you know, high school and college. And then I took a break from singing for many years in my twenties. And, but, um, it's just now that I've been branching out in the past couple of years as a solo kind of singer. And I really attribute that to the singing bowls, um, because they have given me more confidence and they have expanded my voice. In ways I had no idea my voice, in ways my voice could couldn't reach, just like in regular um, voice lessons. And, and it's fun, to, and I notice the less I play them, it starts to retract. And so it's definitely incentive to um, keep playing them. And then I see how that could benefit others um, by my own like healing with my voice and and my own journey with that. So, but yeah, I was really blessed to grow up in Nashville, and I was. Surrounded by music all the time, Uh, country, but also just, you know, bluegrass, folk, um, just gospel variety of stuff. Beautiful.
0: I yeah. am so intrigued by the the younger Deanna Rose with the gospel history. I'm like, I wish I was there to see it and, <laughs> and experience it. I can really picture that. And uh, it sounds really beautiful. And um, just, uh, you know, also picturing your mama singing to you and that being passed down. That's yeah. So beautiful. Thanks for sharing that yeah of course. yeah I would love to spend some more time talking about that discovery of um the the voice and the singing bowls specifically, like bringing out a different you know relationship all together with with your voice and like discovering sound healing. and I want to talk more today about. The benefits of sound healing. I've never done an episode on sound healing in like over 130 episodes on this podcast. So, um, I'm, you know, I invite you to take us anywhere today with this topic and just really invite it because I, you know, I, I don't know that I think it's becoming more, this is just my small opinion, you know, about it, but it's like becoming more known how beneficial it is. Um, Mm -hmm. but if we can sort of help to grow that awareness with this podcast, that would be amazing too. So, yeah. So, um, maybe take us back to like discovering the singing bowls.
1: Yeah. So, so I discovered the singing bowls, um, by a roommate that moved in with me. Her name is, Samantha Stokes and i was running a community center out of my home at that time with a couple of friends and she moved in and we were already doing like kids camps and classes and kind of events there but i you know and then she comes in with like all of these singing bowls and i had no i was like i had never seen seen them before or been to a sound healing and and i was even kind of i was super skeptical actually of it Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, Oh, this is some hippie stuff or whatever. Like I had this, like, <laughs> I mean, well, you're
0: at Warren Wilson you know, at studying herbalism.
1: <laughs> right. No, I know. I, know. I was still like, still like undoing PJ. programming constantly. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, so, but, but yeah, so it was like, so, so she, you know, would wake up in the morning and play them on the balcony. And so then I started hearing that and then she started collaborating with Kennedy Onecef who is a really um established sound healing healer in the area as well and um so he came and did a sound healing at that community center and so her and him collaborated and oh my gosh like I I was like skeptical to go in and then I went and I surrendered and I, afterwards I was like oh, I feel like I'm on heaven on earth. Like (laughs) (laughs) I feel, I never feel this good. And I feel so good. Like all of the density, all of the heaviness was gone. And like all this judgment, like all these was just, was just gone. And like, people were just interacting just like telepathically with each other. Like not even talking. Like there was just like this whole Another level of existence that I experienced and so therefore I was like okay like (laughs) sign me up and it was just also a nice way to experience that without drugs or medicines or anything it was just a really nice like dimensional shift and also you know I love plant medicine and herbal medicine but it's also nice to know like that sounds and breath and songs and different instruments can also lift us up and so that was my intro to it and then samantha and i would then after that once i opened to it her and i would just you know sometimes get together and then she would just like encourage me to just kind of sing and see what came out like see what words would come out of my mouth just like when i was singing she just like she like she would teach me to improv with it and then we and just kind of like just channel yeah. And so I really attribute it. I mean, even though Kennedy came, I really attribute attribute it to Samantha for really um, connecting me to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love how those things just show up
1: in life. Like when you need it, uh, when you're ready, like you didn't, you didn't know that you needed it. And I know. And then life. I went to this psychic fair, right. Cause my friend was um, selling her artwork there and I went to go help her sell it. And we were just, you know, there to sell artwork, but then she was like, go off and, you know, find a psychic to talk to or something, take a break. (laughs) And so it was in Charlotte and I haven't spent much time in Charlotte, but so I went to this one woman that felt really, I felt called to and aligned with and and she was just talking to me and I didn't tell her anything about the singing bowls or just didn't tell her much. And she's like, She was going through different things and she's like, oh no, oh my gosh, you need to get singing bowls and you need to, like, you need to pursue it. You need to go for it. And that's when, and I, that's when it was just starting to be introduced in my life. And so I started with one for several years and then have grown to eight. So, I mean, yeah yeah
0: amazing and now you perform and channel and you've written songs and um and you do one-on-one healing and group healing I mean you're you are practicing sound healing at this point yeah 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 Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if you want to say any more for listeners about the frequency shifts I mean your story is perfect because it's it so illustrates how you've felt in that experience, but, um, I don't know if you would love to say any more about, yeah, the frequency shifts in, um, like what makes it healing? Like how does it work?
1: Yeah. So sound healing, um, it works on a couple different levels within the bodies. So it works with shifting our bodies to our natural frequencies mm-hmm. with sound. Therefore, like, you know, so Basically, like if you're in the city and you hear a bu- like a loud bus or something, it, that sound throws off our frequency. Yeah. Or or like a buzz in our house or something, mm-hmm. and this this frequent these bowls return us to our natural frequency. Mm-hmm. And also, depending on the bowls, will um, open and support the alignment of our, sh- our chakra systems, mm-hmm. especially the seven main chakra systems and then it also nurtures the waters inside of our bodies Mm -hmm. so the the, it shifts the water the frequency of the water inside of our bodies to a more flowing um it it supports more of like the chi moving and so everyone has different Mm -hmm. terms depending on who, who we're talking to but just like getting chi moving getting kundalini moving getting um source moving um getting blood moving getting water and mm-hmm. so basically it's just like kind of even going back to the you know former experiments on water like if you say i love you to water and how the frequency if you can there's been studies of the frequency in the water shifting mm-hmm. and therefore like that is what sound healing can do to our inside of our water inside of our bodies um, mm-hmm. And therefore I'm like, how can this, how can sound healing heal the oceans and mm-hmm. the rivers? And mm-hmm. I'm just curious about how, because we, with submarines and different kind of, um, you know, boats and stuff, like I'm, I think about how like that is alters like the, the, for the animals in the oceans, like in a negative way. Yeah. And I'm wondering how we can shift that as well. And, and that's a whole nother rabbit hole. But that just came to me. I was just um got me excited. But I
0: love that rabbit hole so much. You know, yeah. you and I have sat on like pieces of earth. Not enough yet. I feel like we have plenty more to do. <laughs> <laughs> together but like sharing you know earth connection and i mean what you're sharing is super profound and um i recently came to a sound healing event and i remember i mean it was themed about the water and you were like opening with a song about the water so i just really want to say like yes to this rabbit hole yes to this passion <laughs> yes to this earthwork i mean it feels really beautiful and so much of my, my own like sacred remembrance over the last few years has really been about the simultaneous healing of women's bodies and the earth body. And so now this is like piquing my curiosity about, well, you know, if we're healing the waters in our bodies with this sound, and then we're like even energetically pairing with, you know, what I call the earth grids, then, you know, we could be um blessing i mean mm. i i feel like that's what i what i sense in your music and as you talk about the waters it's like blessing the waters um you know with this love and with the with these frequencies um mm. and then if the frequencies of the water on earth are repaired yeah Woo! yeah yeah major upgrades incredible mm. Mm. Yes, yes to that. I mean like crystalline water on the earth. Yes. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, <laughs> please. Yes. Oh yeah. Mhm. Any anything else coming up for you on that?
1: Well, that also kind of brings me to how there are certain, there's like it's also sound healing has been proven through science, scientific studies like on being able to eliminate cancer cells and pretty quickly. Um and they even ha- and that also like kind of shifting things within our, you know, blood streams and like especially like blood cancers and what and within like stagnancies that are happening. And yeah. so there's like there's even like um what's it called? Ultrasound or not ultrasounds, but what are those just like screenings where they you can do like you like go into a machine, yeah, like an X-ray, but it's like then they s- mm-hmm. they s- they send you all of these frequencies and there's like these, I mean, I'm not sure how expensive it is, but it just eliminates cancer in in your body. And 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 I'm sure like, even without that, with the bowls and gongs and different things that can as well, we just don't have as much um, proof yet. Yeah. Um, So that's what has been, and that, that kind of has been inspired. Um, in the past two years, just with my dad being on chemotherapy and I've just been kind of researching like other, hmm. other ways, whether or not he's open to it. Like it's been a, like an initiation for me to dive deeper into how sound healing can support cancer patients. Um, I have especially- chills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I've been a big initiation and um and there's a lot of there is a lot of scientific proof already on the healing of sound healing with cancer Right? so yeah
0: the scientific evidence like helps and then yeah I mean I trust you because if you're telling me that you're intuiting that this is changing the frequency of water in women and on the earth then I'm like well then it is I just believe you (laughs) Yeah. Right. <laughs> I just believe you. And it, I mean, it makes so much sense that if there's, um, like a stagnation or a density or, you know, a growth or something like that, that's like a malformation, you know, due to like a, a tweak in frequency that, that bringing this harmonic resonance back to, to the body into the field would, um, you know, potentially heal that and clear that it makes so much sense. Yeah, and
1: even if it's yeah. even if it's just supporting, like yeah. relaxing the body or de- yeah. bringing taking the stress away, or even if it doesn't cure someone, even if it just creates ease mm-hmm. for that moment and peace, like that, that is great too. You know, because sometimes that's supportive as well as because like there's that there's that tricky there is that balance of surrendering to sometimes it's time for people to pass but in me or or it's I don't know it's just there's also just like supporting just like them feeling good right it's not not about
0: like fixing yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah. so Uh I needed to shift myself in that moment to like be also like and it can just create peace yeah and not yeah
0: yeah beautiful yeah more resonance like whatever is available yeah, they the higher resonance that's available. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just looked down at my notes cause I was totally caught up in this conversation. And so, um, I'm, I'm looking at my notes that say history and benefits of sound healing, and we've just gone over a lot of benefits, but I just want to open it up to see if there's anything else that you want to say about the history of sound healing and, and proven benefits or known benefits or intuitive benefits.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um yeah. yeah, so so in so many different cultures, sound healing um was active for and, and a lot more respected in ancient cultures. There's been like a you know, a wave of it going underground or Or buried, and now it's there's a resurrection now. But in the past, most ancient cultures really use sound as one of the biggest medicines. So Egypt, Australia, Tibet, India, I mean just most places, Greece. Especially in temples and pyramids and sanctuaries. Um and so and 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 for instance, like in Tibet, like there was a time period where there it was just allowed only certain people were allowed to have it, like the monks. Like the monks were the only ones allowed to reach these higher states hmm. of consciousness, or to and they would go to different dimensions and they would receive all this guidance and then go teach it. Um, and then during like China, the China. Invasion from China. That's when all of these bowls started dispersing to common people, and it became more of a people's met- like healing offering. So all types of people were able to access it, and so that was in that region how it was dispersed to more like com- like everyone. And so people would use it for they would use bowls for bartering um, and more. So. And so, for and like for you know, Egypt, they use it in the pyramids for you know, supporting healing, and it was one of the most um, biggest forms that supported. And they used also like harps and um, cisterns and bells, and they used bowls as well, but they also had tons of stringed instruments and flutes and um. But yeah so it it really comes from all over because there's like and then there's the didgeridoo from australia and that was i mean that's one of the most ancient i mean that that goes back in history they say like almost like in like way 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 back like they've had it for a very long time and especially mm-hmm. in australia and so the us like it can they were like reading or excuse me um They've used like didgeridoo for healing broken bones, for mm-hmm. um, um, and reducing stress, anxiety, but and also like move like helping remove blockages, but especially for broken bones, which is amazing. Um, and that, and they used like bamboo to create it, and the fire, and connection, and singing while even making it so like the making of these instruments also created the medicine yeah of them like just like the the connection that was happening yeah and um yeah yeah. so and and then just like the benefits are just you know chakra balancing increasing clarity um eliminating depression um reducing stress, um, recovering from surgery, helping just like the body mend after surgery. Um, I mean, and I can attest to that. I mean, the, I think why I feel so called to sound healing is because I'm a super sensitive person and like sounds really do can throw me off in cities or people's tones and their voices or, um, And also, you know, I've struggled with depression and anxiety and these bowls just really helped shift me. And I still struggle with both of those and I'm human and, um, and I can attest that it constantly can bring me back and, and shift me and like, help me just to feel happiness that I had. You know, if I haven't felt happiness in a long time, Mm. the bowls will bring it back. Beautiful. And just kind of bring this deep presence and like, um, home, bring me back home to my body. And I see that with others and also, um, yeah, so it's, it's, it feels like such a reciprocal way of being of service because it is healing for me and for those with me.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. I think that's so true when we're doing the healing work or like giving the medicine, you know, as the medicine women or the medicine people, like as we're giving that medicine, it we love giving the medicine. It is like a, a sacred reciprocity. Uh, thank you for all of those beautiful words. And I was listening to you and knowing that you're also an herbalist. I was thinking, you know, there, there are probably many ways that you know to combine the sound healing and the herbalism. I mean, probably countless ways. But uh, I was just thinking about that as you were talking about like the depression, the anxiety, you know, healing various things. So, are you are you practicing pairing those?
1: Yeah, I'm learning to. I kind of have been keeping them separate, and now I'm learning how to weave them in, like whether it's bringing tea to future sound healing events or in one-on-one sessions, I'll talk to people more about herbs, but I'm learning how, I'm learning how to weave it Mm -hmm. all together. And I'm at a point in my life and learning how to weave. Um, But for specifically for the relaxing, for anxiety, like I really recommend like lemon balm and passion flower and um, skullcap. Hmm. and those are really nurturing for anxiety and, um, relaxing. And so even if you would want to take it like beforehand for, for the sound healing or during or Hmm. after, um, they're really supportive to have like just that extra boost. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah.
0: Um, I would love to talk more about you shared your personal experience of opening up your voice with the help of the sound bowls and, or the singing bowls. And, um, I would love to just dive into women's voices and, um, you know, what we're noticing about women's voices. And before we hit record, I was sharing with you that I'm seeing almost like a return. I mean, I really trust in my Uh, business or in my my work that like what's coming to me is is a message you know for me and and like I'm just noticing what the collective needs and I've been seeing more women again it's almost like a little bit of a resurgence which I don't know if that has to do with the cycle of my work (laughs) you know like I was just doing other things for a while and women were always working on their voices But like, you know, four, three, four or five years ago, I was really doing a lot of like women's voice empowerment work. And I'm seeing women coming back, um, you know, asking for that again now. And, um, personally just, you know, this, as, as we're recording this and, um, Mid to late October, just went through, you know, another sort of initiation of my voice around, you know, something I needed to speak up for and, and like finding the, you know, the courage to do that in a different way. And uh, so there's so many facets, I think, of um, coming into our confidence as women with our voice, um, coming into, our expression, like how do we want to express? But I think what really um intrigues me about what you're sharing is that, you know, whereas I might work with like, okay, what's the embodied confidence and what trauma patterns are coming up that like we need to presence with before, you know, saying a brave thing or speaking your truth or writing that book or like whatever that process is, this is a whole other way it feels like to me a whole other way to unlock the voice and it doesn't have to be about what we're articulating or what exact truth we're you know practicing telling it's just you know like open up the body and the throat and use the support of that singing
1: bowl and
0: and open i imagine which i've never i've never done like that so i'd love to hear you talk about that
1: <laughs> yeah thank you for sharing that it's like it's such a ride this life of the journeys of unwinding our voices. And it's just like, sometimes we're like, I think I I did it. I've healed my voice. And then it's like, oh, there's more, there's so many oh, layers. Yeah. It's like an onion. It's like a never ending onion.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we're recovering from quite a bit, like we're oh, recovering yeah. from quite a bit of like silence and, you know, voice oppression. And um, like, I know we talked about this on the sovereign womb podcast. I really um, I encourage everyone to go listen to that, but like, you know, not speaking up for fear that we would lose something or not have access to something, you know, as women uh, along the line. And so that definitely yeah. still comes up. In fact, when I did use my voice in this way, then like a female friend said, aren't you afraid that you're going to lose something? Aren't you afraid that you're going to lose opportunity because you said that to this man? You know, and I was like, well, that's the very thing I'm trying to dismantle. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so one step at a time, you know, but, um, so anyway, like
1: we have a lot of fear is, is my point. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm with you on that. Um, yeah. So this, the sound healing is great. a great way of supporting healing the voice and through, and it's great because it's also a non-touch method mm. so especially women that have experienced a lot of trauma or it or any genders that have experienced a lot of trauma as well like um the bulls are great for kind of supporting healing that's not hands-on yeah and and it can be it can be a gateway to more like them opening to other practitioners or not but it also just like it's a great way to release those layers of trauma around, like some people, I mean, like I can, I barely let most people even touch my neck. Right. And that's probably past life stuff. Uh And I just have a really big issue with that, but with, I can work on receiving healing from my throat with the bulls, for Mm -hmm. example. Right. And so I can, and so there's, so there's that. And there's also just like, like the one-on-one sessions I do with the women, it's like I also I do like it. There is a lot of silence in like using the bowls, but there also is getting them to tone and getting them to tone in a way that doesn't have to sound pretty, right? Because we're all you know we're always taught to sound pretty or nice, whatever, and so it can be like getting them to like growl or or just like like just make different noises and, and, and that can be just as healing and to reach and to be singing from their wombs, their wombs or their, you know, their diaphragms rather than just singing or speaking from their, their throats. So that's the, ne- the next level of, um, voice healing is that it's actually, I also be in working on womb healing because if a woman is speaking from her womb or any or genders that have womb wombs are speaking from their wombs um then it's a whole nother level right if we're not just and then our we our voices last longer like at this moment i'm Mm. i'm like oh am i even doing that because i'm like i'm starting to lose my voice and so it's just like a constant reminder and so Mm. so yeah it's just like Um so that's the next level of it is that with these one-on-one sessions, it is voice healing, but also for womb healing. And that is that's not hands-on. So if people aren't ready for pelvic floor care yet in their healing, they can receive through sound. Beautiful. And then and then depending on the person, I just kind of ask them um what how they would like to support. Because some really want to share their story in the beginning and some just want to go right into the sound healing and mm. some um want to move around and some want to just lay down and receive and some want to belt and some just mm. um want to heal just by laying and receiving the sound through silence so even if you're in the silence and receiving say like um the throat chakra bowl or the womb bowl, you're still receiving that, and it's still going to support your healing your healing, even if you're not ready in your stage to sing in front of another person or speak in front of another person or share your story. yeah, and yeah. and I feel really honored, and I, I just when women and especially women feel comfortable to talk to me about that and um because it's very vulnerable and there's also you know there's sisterhood wounds and there's yeah. and and it's like it's helping this work really feels like okay it's like time for us to team up and support each other in our womb healing and our voices and yeah and that also being like living in integrity with each other and not talking behind you know, behind each other's backs and different things like that, that can also support the healing of our voices and our wounds. Um, mm, this is really rich. I, Deanna
0: Rose, I'm kind of like okay. feeling into the collective a little bit here about, um, so, like i I've, I'm prompted to tell a little story, um, because I'm imagining that there are women listening. They're like, well, do I need this in my womb? Or like, what, you know, what are they talking about? Um, First, you know, let's remind everyone to listen to episode 132 because that it's like a two-hour transfer uh transmission of like incredible um uh, mm-hmm. you know, all topics like not all inclusive, but many topics about the womb. But um so Years ago, when I was working in schools, you know, my soul was pinging me to start doing um, energy training, and so I started taking like Reiki trainings because that's the energy work that I like knew about. It's popular enough, and I started to volunteer at um, at a nonprofit organization that did all kinds of healing modalities to support families of, of kids with uh, different abilities. And so I provided Reiki to mothers mm. as like volunteer work. And, you know, it was me learning the, the Reiki and practicing that. And what I found with every single woman, every single woman on, that laid on that table was that there was you know, I would say unresolved trauma in the area Mm -hmm. of the pelvis and the womb. And Mm -hmm. so I'm just, I'm saying this to normalize it for everyone listening, you know, um, like we're, we're carrying the lineage of like what Mm -hmm. the women before us have experienced with, with their womb. And this is why I'm very passionate about womb sovereignty, because um you know we we need to get that back in my opinion and so yeah i was just feeling into the collective there of like you know this almost like a question of like does this apply to me and i'm going to say from my experience you know in mm. that way and and other ways it's like this is for all of us this is mm. for all of us um so mm-hmm. do you have anything to add to that
1: thank you for sharing that because it really supports like everyone knowing that we're not alone on this journey and there's nothing wrong with us per se. And there's been a lot of energy over the past centuries to take away our womb sovereignty. And, and so when we feel frustrated that even after say five years of working on womb healing, we still feel numb sometimes. Yeah. It's, I mean, I can say that, like I have, I go through ways, but it's just even after so many years of womb healing, I still feel like I have s- so much farther to go and it's and it can be frustrating. but also that's why we come together and we talk about it and we learn regular healing practices of clearing our wombs regularly because like we like in the episode um that we did with the panel that we kind of spoke on that, yeah and And I hear it from most women I talk to that there's some type of need of support there. And, and, um, yeah, even if it's just like having cramps or a different kind of signs, it doesn't, even if you you don't have much story around it, um, it could be supportive. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah. I would love to go back to what you were saying about speaking from the womb and I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but I'm wondering if you can even walk listeners through, like, what would that be like to, you know, to practice, like bringing a sound through the voice from the womb? How would you know if you're doing that?
1: Right. So it takes like, you know, it takes deep kind of not deep yes deep (laughs) (laughs) it takes just like kind of tuning in starting with breath Mm. and so you can you might be able to tell a difference i'll start i'll talk from my voice this is just my throat okay i'm talking just from my throat and it's very light and it's cut right here it's like this is this right here and i'm 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 a nice people pleaser hey how you doing you know, people pleasing yes. all the time. Yes. I don't feel my body. And then it's like, Hey, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. And I don't care if I'm tim- intimidating to you men, because I know what I'm talking about, you know? So there's just like that difference in like that strength and confidence from the root. I kind yes. of is where I feel if you're speaking with confidence and like st- trust in yourself I feel like that is coming from the womb um mm-hmm. to me I mean it, there's there's also like you know we could have like overconfidence and just our it's it's, it's a nuance like there's the speaking with our like speaking with our heart as well it's just it's, yeah. it's also connected but just those deep breaths and deep connections to like the earth and the roots. And, um, yeah, just like, even now I'm just kind of breathing into my womb and kind of like connecting the womb and the heart and the throat. And, and that can just, that's a regular practice, um, that I encourage everyone to kind of tune into and, But, yeah, so we do know, like, we do know the difference in, like, how we speak from our throats, like, hi. Mm -hmm. And then the, you know, lower, sometimes it's a lower tone. And and sometimes we get stuck with trauma in like, talking like a little girl, even though we're in our 30s. I do it sometimes still. Even though I've studied gendered women's studies, anthropology, I've done all the trainings, whatever, I still... Am unwinding, and I still have to constantly remind myself to come back. Um, yeah. And so, I'm with you all. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. I know. But yeah, I'll go to like hyper hyper vigilance, like you know, rising up, like fighter stance when mm-hmm. I'm you know, like out of body or anxious about what I have to say, or um, or mm. when I feel like I have to defend my power, you know? Um, yeah. but I just also wanted to reflect, I think it was this morning on Instagram. I was like, I could listen to you talk all day. Like I watched a 10 minute video talk- with you talking about how to make kind cum- cum- salve, which I'm not going to make right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I could listen to you just talk all day. And th- like, this no. is why. <laughs> no.
1: No, yeah. it warms my heart to hear that because yeah. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah, your voice is very
0: soothing. Um, so incredible. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm really I'm really intrigued. I kind of want to get you know behind a singing bowl and like see what my voice does with that. Um, I've definitely been opening up energetically in various ways, especially over the last few months. And there are different sounds coming from my body and the sounds coming from my body are also helping, helping to open, you know, different energetic pathways. And so I'm very fascinated by, by sound. And, um, you know, it's interesting with like a soul name, like poet, because that's the name that. Like my soul told me to take. It's not a name I was born with or married into or anything like that. And um always felt like there was more of the, you know, the singing, the like, you know, whatever this poet is like supposed to be doing in this lifetime. (laughs) And so yeah, I've done, I've done a lot of like Speaking with words and mm. you know I'm I'm curious about um other other forms of sound and expression you know I don't have a plan to like do anything with that right now but I am curious like so maybe I'll come sit on your porch one day I'm inviting myself but yes please like, you know <laughs> <laughs> you know where I live <laughs> like Samantha invited you to yes. like you know seeing it open I would I would be um curious and um and honored, yeah, and nervous. <laughs> All of <laughs> the above. <laughs> um, to just begin to to open. But I can imagine that pairing with oh. that singing bowl is is um
1: helpful for the voice of women. Exactly. And that's like the next level of the one-on-one sessions or just um connecting is like it has been shifting more recently where people just want to play it themselves
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and, or like they want to learn and then I give them suggestions on where to buy them. And so it's been more Mm -hmm. of like, not just me playing, but also lighting their torch, like having my torch still, but then like lighting it. So I've been like lighting all these people's mostly women's like torches of like bring the bowls into your life, whether it's like you like and just like see where it can go and so I and so that's been super fun and even this little girl like she was seven and her godmother hired me to do a session with her and I played for about like 20 minutes and I could just tell she was just itching to play right and so I was like do you want to play instead of me playing and she's like yes (laughs) oh my god (laughs) And so she was like, so she just started playing Mm. and she knew exactly what to do. And like, I didn't even have to tell her how to play them. And she started playing the bowls and she started using Mm. like the shaker and she started toning Mm. and she just kind of went into this meditation. And I mean, (laughs) I was like, I have my I mean, my heart was just blown open and like such like, I just like love for her ability to just like, it, to find that so soon before she forgot. Right. So this yeah. to me, it maybe it was past life skills or yeah. connection to that. And she just kind of tuned in. Mm. And then she was like, cause when I, when I first walked in, she was just like not talking and very mm. shut down and you could tell she had been going through something. And by the end of it, she was telling me stories. And so it was like her singing, but then at the end, she was telling me stories, making jokes,
0: mm. looking
1: me in the eye um, and mm. just talking more. Mm. And so, um, mm. so that, it's exciting, so I would yeah. love for you to come to my porch. thank you. <laughs> you
0: know where I live. <laughs> yes,
1: thank you so much. I would much. be yeah. so thrilled to see what came out of you. I'd be like, mm. yes, please. Like, mm. it brings me so much joy seeing what comes out of people, and like just like lighting the torch of, yeah. like, of sound, and just like seeing, like, letting our voices surprise us, and not judging, just like this kind of flowing and. um because mm. Kennedy also speaks of sometimes you you play the bowl and it sounds off mm. but actually it was right mm. um he's like sometimes he speaks of like if you hit it and it it doesn't match with the other note you're playing it actually was just the right frequency to remove a blockage in someone's body or something or just sometimes we think we mess up with the sound healing but we're actually sometimes frequencies that do sound off on occasion can be healing as well so yeah just trust so that's so even like with our voices like even if we're like squeak like that can be
0: right (laughs) right right get it out yeah yeah Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah i'm feeling such a big um energetic of of empowerment from that story that you were telling about the little girl and how she opened up through that experience um Mm -hmm. And then that was kind of leading me to just feel into the field and into the energetic of this medicine that you're carrying and everything you spoke of today. And it's like beyond words, but I'm going to encourage everyone to really feel into the connections that you have helped weave here, you know, around bodies and Mm. healing and voices and then women connecting to our wombs and doing that together and being in integrity. I mean, it just, it feels like, like uh, a frequency of water, you know, or spreading sort of, you know, across, across the planet. So um mm. deep reverence for what i can't get to with the words mm. but you're getting to it with uh with other sounds <laughs>
1: you're, doing <laughs> you're
0: doing it you're doing
1: yeah beautiful um is there anything and else you want like to share and, yeah yeah and i think i think what also comes up from me is I, I mean i'm so passionate about working with women obviously and kids but then also like i have seen shifts in men's voices as well especially like musicians that i play with like when they're you know they seeing their voices shift and their energy shift with the bulls and them coming from a more heart space and they're them able to hit certain notes better and even just like in practices with different male musicians i see a shift and so that brings me joy like to support their voices as well. And I might and I I don't feel called to do one on one sessions with men at this time, but I I do enjoy when I make kind of like music with men, mm. seeing the shift in them as well. Yeah. Um because yeah, they have I've have, as I get to know them more on, on a more vulnerable level, there is for some of them, not all of them, but a lot of healing, uh, with their voices as well. And especially with speaking from their hearts or from with their emotions. And I think I could even be supportive in helping them cry. Like if they need, if they haven't been able to cry in a while, um, Mm -hmm. is what's coming for me right now. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yes. (laughs)
0: Voice disempowerment is not necessarily a gendered thing. Like we can make some of generalizations you know women have been treated like somewhat differently and men have yes like not been able to stand in the whole truth of who they are either, yeah you know and our people. two and our
1: and our two-spirit friends yeah, and our people. queer friends <laughs> and just people <laughs> <Yeah>. humans <laughs> Yes, yes yeah even my Maybe. dog will start making more noises if I've been playing the bowl, So <laughs> she'll be like, raw, raw, raw. she'll start talking to me. I'm like, Oh, you're talking now. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah.
0: Like opening yeah. up all the frequencies. So beautiful. Well, um, I mm. am beginning to wrap up, but I want to
1: check in with you and let you share any anything else that's arising. Hmm. Mm. Yes, I guess two things are arising are just like for everyone that's listening um I just like just like would really love for you to know that like what you have to say in your voice and your singing um is very important that everyone's a singer and that everyone can heal through sound it's just like in mm-hmm. we've like just like how everyone can speak um, so even just whistling or humming to ourselves, it can be that simple. Mm-hmm. So we, we you know, sound healing can be all like we it can seem so far away sometimes, like, oh, I can't afford these bowls or this, this, and that, or but even just um remembering how sound sound, how your voice can heal, you can heal yourself and you can heal your lovers, you can heal your friends, your community with just your voice and so you can mm. with whistling with toning with singing into certain body parts that feel stuck like you could sing into someone's heart you can sing into someone's womb you can sing into someone's you know back you know or just like behind their like in their their heart space where help them receive and um there's there's so many ways that we can heal just with our voice that is a lot more approachable than just this the crystal bowls and um, and accessible so mm-hmm. and just that how you know just like how all humans can talk we can all sing and there's not um yeah just kind of not having that separation of oh that person's a singer or it's just, we all can. And I just want to encourage that in everyone listening, um, and just how healing it can be for ourselves. And, and Gina, uh, I just, and as I close out, another mentor is coming to my mind, Gina Breedlove, Mm -hmm. and she's an amazing elder now. And she, um, she she mostly works with just toning and with singing and not even with crystal pool. She does on occasion, but I went to a women's herbal conference and we had, a, it was probably 200 women in this tent mm. toning together mm. and the energy being moved with just our voices was life-changing. I mean, and then we were like, at one point, all crying together, one point, all laughing together, all just, mm-hmm. like, so, and, like, it felt kind of like a, felt kind of like how it would feel in, like, a, you know, one of those gospel tense revivals, but it was, <laughs> mm-hmm. it was just through voice and toning, and she would go in the center of the circle and tone into their bodies, mm-hmm. like, directly, but then you we were just, the, the people would be surrounded by all these women toning. And so there's also that, which is way more, feels way more accessible to everyone um, as well. So, and I also really recommend people re- uh, looking at Gina Breedlove's work. She's an amazing African-American um, elder who has lots of wisdom to share. And um, I really honor her work in the world. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I feel ex- excited for the reemergence of sound um, coming in these times. And even Albert Einstein said, "Sound would be the medicine of the future," and uh, so it's exciting. Sometimes, even when I'm, I don't see it in the field as much as i like. I also feel. Um, trust that it's more and more people are opening to it so yeah thank you for having me thank you so much for being here and sharing Mm. your,
0: your voice and your wisdom and your medicine and um yeah such a such a blessing that you're offering i really feel the the um you know the currency like you you were talking about water and women and there's like this, this ripple, this currency that's, um, that, that is emanating, you know, this frequency that that you're spreading. So thank you for, Mm. for helping it to spread on the planet.
1: (laughs) planet. Yeah. Thank you for creating this platform to, for so many of us to share our voices. And Mm. that's a really big container to hold. And I honor and respect you for Mm giving us a space to come home to our voices. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel healing. I feel, I feel healing just being heard by you today and,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, and also just for the excitement that for others to hear. And also just thank you again for Mm -hmm. you've done so many episodes and there's just so much wisdom. Thank you.
0: You're so welcome. Thank you for reflecting that. I don't know if you do know this, maybe I told you this, that the podcast is, is closing out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so there will be like six more after this. And, um, but thank you. It's such a gift to receive that reflection from you.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm so, I'm so glad you've been so dedicated. I mean, you, that's a lot of episodes to gift the world. So
0: So many amazing stories. (laughs) Excuse me. It's so interesting that I'm coughing right now. Yeah. So many amazing stories and so, so many um, transmissions. You know, I, I hear from people all the time that this podcast, like just listening to it alone changes lives. And so you know, we know that when two women share a story and do it publicly, that, that there is this ripple effect that it, mm. you know, ju- it does change the frequency of the planet. And, um, you know, every time you play your singing bowls, it changes the frequency of the planet. So yes, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Yay. I come to my porch soon. Okay. sounds good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. We love to hear from you and your reviews help and they matter. Remember, you are not alone on this sacred remembering path and women are rising now and we're doing it together. You can join the sacred remembering community at sarapoet.com, and also visit there for more tools and inspiration and also to book work with me privately. Here's to your sacred remembering path. Much love and we'll talk to you
1: next time.